Welcome to the Mystery of the Mind, a podcast that discusses all the strange and mystifying ways us humans behave. Ah, sleep. It is truly one of the simple pleasures in life. We wake up to sleep, just wanting to get through the day, to go home and hit the bed. It is one of the most basic things, yet it is an extremely relaxing and delightful experience. But the biggest problem is that most people believe that it's a luxury that we enjoy, not a necessity that our mind and body relies on to work properly. Which is why people need to understand its importance and give sleep the effort it needs to be able to maintain a healthy sleep cycle. Sleep is essential for human life. During sleep, DNA is repaired and the lymphatic system and lymphatic system work together to be able to flush away toxins that builds up during the day and get rid of waste products. And the lack of sleep can lead to a multitude of side effects. For example, your eyes will stop focusing. You can get extremely moody. You can start hallucinating very weird things. You can lose the ability to be able to identify objects by touch. You can become uncoordinated, paranoid, and you can lose the ability to remember things that happen in short-term memory. You can also have hormonal imbalance and many illnesses, and in worst case, death. Now, in 1965, a 17-year-old high school boy went 264 hours without sleeping. That's 11 days, during of which he had severe amounts of side effects that went from as slight as being moody to as huge as hallucinating and and being unfocused. Thankfully, he did not have any long-term damage to his brain, but sleeplessness and lack of sleep for a multitude of years can be very damaging to the to the brain another thing happened in 2014 where a person stayed up for 48 hours straight to watch the world cup and later died now His death was related to a stroke, not because of sleeplessness. But it's important to be aware that people who sleep under 6 hours per day are 4.5 times more likely to get a stroke. So even though the cause of his death was a stroke, the stroke was because of his lack of sleep during those 48 hours and most probably throughout his his whole life. The recommended amount for adults is 7 to 8 hours of sleep per night. However, if you sleep less than that, then you are at risk for getting heart strokes, diabetes, obesity, and many other things. It's also important to keep aware of the fact that you are 12% more likely to die. But the surprising thing is, if you sleep more than 7-8 to hours per day, you are 30% more likely to die. And you're also at risk for diabetes, obesity, heart diseases, and strokes. So it's not just about sleeping more, it's about sleeping the right amount at the right time. 
Now, 33% of adults are regularly sleep deprived, and 66% of teens also are regularly sleep deprived. Now, what is the recommended amount of, for teens to sleep? Well, scientists say that teens should sleep about 10 hours per day, but in my opinion, that is very well near impossible. That is because there's school and homework and tests and so on. And it can be very hard for students at that age to be able to finish school, finish their work, study for their tests, and still get 10 hours of sleep. And that's ignoring the fact that most students have sports, exercises, clubs, and friends they have to meet. This is why all scientists around the world are begging schools to start later. Because during puberty, the circadian rhythm changes and it makes the human body want to stay up later and wake up later. But that is very hard because school makes students get up very early to make it there on time. And students biologically cannot sleep before 11, 12 a.m. Although it would be great for all students to sleep 10 hours, it is right now not possible until schools can take into consideration the fact that sleep deprivation is detrimental for students' health because it can affect learning, memory, mood and reaction time. So it's not just about the students' health, it's also about their performance at school and their all overall emotional needs and, emotion and mental health. So it is very important for our society to focus on making sure that we all get the amount of sleep that we deserve because without that, our performance, our mental health, our overall health, our brains and everything just gets so messed up and we should be focusing on sleep, not taking it for granted. It's not just a break you take from work or some rest you have after finishing your studying and your tests. No, it's a very essential part of human life that we all need to be making sure that it's there and that we maintain it in a healthy way. of a controversial topic many people believe that they know all about their sleep schedule or circadian rhythms when they actually don't or may have a bit of misconceptions so now i'm going to be debunking some myths on sleeping now the first one is watching tv in bed is a good way to relax and sleep and that is actually not true at all because when you're watching TV, the light coming out of the TV or the screen, it makes your brain believe that it's morning when it's actually night, which does affect your circadian rhythm and can make it a lot harder to fall asleep. One myth is that if you can't sleep, stay in bed and try to fall asleep. Now, this is wrong because if you can't sleep and you stay in bed, that makes your mind relate that the bed is for not sleeping or for being sleepless or uh, tired and not being able to sleep. So when you try to sleep the next time, it's going to be much harder to sleep because now your mind thinks that the bed is not for sleeping but for being awake. And you can see how detrimental that can be to your sleep cycle. 
Another common myth is that adults only need five hours or less of sleep and that is completely wrong because it is suggested that adults sleep seven to eight hours and less than that is horrible for your health, body and mind because it cuts the REM stage of your sleep cycle which means the lymphatic system and the lymphatic system won't be able to clean away toxins and your mind won't be able to uh, get ready for the next day which could make you groggy and very sleepy. Very popular myth is that your mind and body can adopt to less sleep but that is not true because sleeping for a short amount of time does affect you whether you've done it for several months or days or if it's the first time your brain and body still do need seven to eight hours it doesn't matter if you've been sleeping less for a long time that doesn't change your body's needs which is why it is a very wrong and common myth that your brain and body can adapt to less sleep less sleep even though you may feel better getting five or six hours of sleep that doesn't necessarily mean that your brain and body are performing at their most effective uh, capacity so it's very important to get the recommended amount now some people believe that it doesn't matter what time of day you sleep if you just get the recommended seven to eight hours that is also not true because your body has this biological clock that is called the circadian rhythm where your body goes to sleep at a certain time and wakes up at a certain time so back then when they didn't have alarm clocks your body would naturally wake up so if you get the seven to eight hours of sleep but for example jumbled up uh, like two hours here three hours here and three hours there it is not a lot better and especially even if you do get the seven eight hours in one go but uh, in the afternoon or something it does throw off your whole mind and body and you can feel very groggy so no it is very important to sleep at night from like 10 11 and wake up in the morning Another thing that people believe is that if you remember your dreams, that means you slept well. Well, these things are actually not related at all because remembering your dreams has to do with you waking up in the middle of the REM stage of your sleep cycle because when you wake up in the middle of a dream, that's when you remember it. But if you finish the whole dream, you will forget it and it's very, very unlikely that you do remember that dream and it's also very very unlikely that you remember a dream if you woke up in the middle of it but remembering your dreams has nothing at all to do with the quality of sleep that you got now this is a myth i've never personally heard of before which is that eating food or more specifically cheese causes nightmares now eating food before sleeping doesn't necessarily have anything to do with nightmares but if you're uncomfortable during sleep uh, for example you're uh, too hot or you're too cold uh, that will uh, make you uncomfortable and you'll get nightmares so if you're a person with some problems in the intestines or something like that or you are lactose intolerant and you eat cheese before you sleep most probably you will get nightmares because your stomach would be upset but food in general does not have anything to do with nightmares 
Now, people believe that hitting snooze is better than getting up, and in that moment, it is, in your opinion, easier to just sleep for an extra nine minutes than to get up now. And you think that these nine minutes won't differ, but it's actually not a lot better because now you need to restart the whole REM cycle because you're just getting back to sleep and it's going to become broken off in an earlier part than it was broken off in the first place so the more you keep pressing it the more groggy you're gonna get when you wake up so it's just better to set the alarm to as late as possible instead of setting up a million alarms and then waking up at that time without pressing snooze. Now the ninth myth is that you can simply become a morning person sadly that is not true there is an early bird and a night owl and with practice and stuff you still can become a morning person even if that's really what you want that's because you have your own circadian rhythm and it's set to a certain time where you can sleep and a certain time where you wake up so that does not change with practice like your brain and body can't adopt to less sleep so sadly you're stuck being a morning person or a night person but just for the record being a night person doesn't mean that you wake up at 10 11 12 p.m now we're on to the last myth and it is that you can catch up on sleeping during the weekend now this is something i think most people believe that if i don't sleep well the first couple of days i can catch it up now that may work if for example you slept three or four hours one night and you could catch it up the day after by just sleeping in a few hours later but it doesn't necessarily mean that the whole uh, weekdays you can just uh, like give no attention to your sleep and then come in the weekend and sleep 12 13 hours and say you made up for it that is not good at all because you should be balanced you shouldn't be undersleeping and then excessively oversleeping so catching up sleep on the weekend is a very big myth it's not true and usually people uh, use it as an excuse to sleep in or as an excuse to stay up late and work a long time about the sleep process and sleep cycle but what is it all about now the sleep cycle is made out of four stages that take up to 40 minutes and then they keep on repeating and repeating till you wake up now the first stage is called light sleep the second stage is intermediate sleep the third stage is slow wave sleep or deep sleep and the last stage is REM sleep or rapid eye movement. Now this is where all the exciting stuff happens. This is where you dream, this is when the lymphatic and lymphatic system take out most of the toxins from your brain and when your brain is re-energized for the next day. Now sometimes these stages can get a little mixed up. Now that happens in something called sleep paralysis and it's happened to 50% of the population at least once. 
However, some people experience it more often than others and it can become a very big problem in their daily night lives. Now, what is sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis is when you are aware and awake while your body is asleep. So you can suddenly jerk awake and then you literally can't move your body because when you're sleeping, chemicals are released to make sure that your body doesn't move because if you're dreaming about running away from a bear your body will physically run away so this makes you lose control over all of your muscles which can become quite scary in sleep paralysis when your mind becomes awake and your body is still asleep so you can't move any of the muscles now during sleep paralysis people have said that they have seen figures choking them or stepping on their chest and it's actually been a very big part of many countries cultures and it's been called different names in many different countries now the main part of sleep paralysis is that they have an overwhelming sense of fear and you can feel like you're choking and that's because when you're sleeping you also lose control over manual breathing that means you're breathing automatically but you can't exhale and inhale manually like you can when you're awake so when your panic and adrenaline rises and cortisol rises you have to take more deep breaths or these are the signals your brain sends but because you can't control your lungs you can feel like you're choking or as if something is a heavy weight is on top of them now this is sleep paralysis why does it happen well this is because there happens an overlap in the sleep process where your body believes that it's still in the REM part of sleep so it's paralyzed and you can't move while your mind becomes awake so you're awake in a dead body or so to say now it is a very scary experience and many people have not experienced them thankfully but it is a huge problem for those who experience them every day or every week and have it as a real problem now a very similar thing happens in lucid dreaming now lucid dreaming is something i think most of us have wanted to try now this is us being awake in our dreams and controlling what happens in them and it's something very exciting and can most people want to try now there are two types there is mild and wild mild is mnemonic induced lucid dreaming and wild is wake induced lucid dreaming now the difference is in wild it's very much like sleep paralysis you are awake and your body is asleep and it does there the two are actually very similar there are many intense feelings of fear you start hallucinating as fear takes over your body and you see figures moving around but mild is more focused about controlling what happens in your dreams now how can you reach mild or wild there are a couple of ways to be able to realize that you're dreaming in a dream 
you need to do some reality checks in real life so when you do them in a dream you can realize that this is not actually real an example of a reality check is checking the time so if you check the time right now you will see a time and if you check it again right now the time will not have changed or would have changed by a minute but in dreams if you check the time and then check it again the time could have changed drastically and the same is with writing so if there is some writing on the wall and you look away and you look back on the wall the writing will most have definitely changed from something to complete something completely else now these are two examples of reality checks and in order to do them in dreams you need to be regularly doing them in real life so it's not weird for you to do them in a dream now the best results for mild and wild has become when a person wakes up in the middle of the night gets up for 30 minutes and goes back to sleep and the power of suggestion or belief is also very powerful because if you keep saying i will have a lucid dream tonight i will have a lucid dream tonight you are much more likely to get a lucid dream now i hope these tips will help you get a lucid dream and let's get on with the next segment sleep and especially dreams is a very large topic and i think in this episode we've only skimmed the surface there's so much to talk about and there is so much i would love to talk about and for this i am kind of embracing the christmas spirit and i will be releasing a bonus episode that is a kind of a completion for this episode is going to talk about dreams in more detail uh what are the reasons that we dream what are some symbols that are in our dreams i'm going to be talking about some sleep disorders like insomnia and most importantly i'm going to be talking about how to get better night's sleep and some easy steps that we can all do at home so I hope you've enjoyed this episode because sleep is really a mysterious thing. We say all these scientific terms, we say that we know why, but we don't actually have a real reason. We don't know why we sleep. And we most certainly have no idea to why we dream. We come up with all these theories and all these hypotheses, but there is no real answer. we're just trying to use a few pieces of the puzzle to predict the whole picture and i really hope you enjoyed this episode and you can listen to my bonus episode on this topic that's coming out uh soon and don't forget be curious and follow my facebook page uh, mystery of the mind and tell us what are your questions about sleep and dreams so i can try to answer them in the next episode